Oh, whoops. Yeah, you got to be on the title screen there, uh, <laughs> Professor. Yeah, nobody needs to actually see our faces, though. Hey, nobody here can tell me that I don't have a PhD. <laughs> I'm not going to even comment on that. There's some dirty things that we can talk about, and I don't want to go down that route. Hey, Michael, Michael tell, actually, tell everybody what we're my... doing here today. Yeah, Michael, come on. Welcome to the yeah. Real Boys, where sometimes three, sometimes eight funny people get together to talk about our top five favorite movies of all time. Um, we are into the number three movies and today is my number three movie, which is the 1987 Paul Verhoeven masterpiece RoboCop, the original one, not that piece of shit. Remake. <laughs> Calm yourself, Michael. You have enough anger in the world. Let's have some happiness for once. Can we yes. have a happy episode, please? I Do have you guys bother reading the episode descriptions I put up for these things. No. Okay. Don't Sometimes. Worry about <laughs> don't worry I occasionally about glance at them. My job's not promotion. My job is just to show up. <laughs> That's how I feel about it too. I'm just here to show up, and I actually do that. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, Phil. I'm not Thank talking you. about you. You're always coming after me. I thought we were friends after last week's episode. <laughs> you were done it's, last that's... week's episode. The Departed. Arguments. Oh yeah. Oh, no. the Departed. Oh yeah. Yes. Me and Phil were on the same level last week. Man, yeah, I forgot we. I forgot we. There's been a few weeks we've been on the same episodes. level about stuff. Yeah. So it was it's no. weird. Just despite the fact that the pain is coming. The, yeah, despite the fact that we're on each other's asses a lot, <laughs> I think we, I think we get along pretty well. Anyway, so like Robo Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. Sonic. I'm Knuckles, right? Please. Yeah, I'm Sonic. I'm faster. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm younger, okay, so I'm better looking. Also true. <laughs> the knuckles, yeah, probably. <laughs> Ow! Well done. Well done, Dylan. Ow, with the $10 burn. All right, let's get to the movie and less burning of the mobile. Okay, so we are talking about Robocop, and um, this is... I have I have a bunch of perfect movies um, that I watch, um, and it does it doesn't necessarily need to be like a perfect perfect movie, but like for an action movie, I think there is no flaws to this thing. I mean, within ten minutes of this movie, uh, Peter Weller is dead. Um, within twenty minutes, he's RoboCop. He's shooting people in the dick. He's arresting people, beating them up. It's it's just what you want to see. You know, we got big action scenes. We got the the, the creep summed up pretty much. We got yeah. I'm just summing up the movie. We got. Um, <laughs> I thought you were the, summing up the eighties. <laughs> the I thought we were indestructible hero gets beat up. Um, he gets saved. You know, we we got Verhoeven's Jesus thing that he does. <laughs> um, and then uh, he gets the bad guy, and then the movie is done. I think the end of this movie is what solidifies this thing as like a perfect movie because we get Robocop killing the bad guy. What's your name, officer? Murphy. Boom. Credits. We're done. No bullshit after the end. <laughs> it is like just the way the way that this movie 
moves there is it's a minute a minute it's an hour 42 43 minutes yeah. something like that and there is not a second that's wasted in this movie um peter weller's great we have three people from twin peaks in there we got uh that that's where my extra three reels came from by the way <laughs> one for each person who's in twin peaks um and then we have it's just it's sort of an ensemble movie um all these great character actors doing their thing. Uh, Kurt Wood Smith is, I think, I think this is Kurt Wood Smith's best role. Um, I know a lot of people know him as like Red Foreman in that 70s show, and he's great in that too. But I think this is like right where you want to be <laughs> with oh, yeah. Kurt Wood Smith. Fashion icon Kurt Wood Smith. <laughs> I love the I love the way he's dressed in this movie. All right, so RoboCop, let's get everybody's first impressions. Phil, go ahead. Um, had to say, I really I, I, the movie was awesome. Like, and it also put in my mind, like, wow, uh, a company can actually buy a city, and then it's like, what about an individual buying a city? Jesus. So <laughs> you want to be Omnicore, is what you're you saying? Realize, you realize OCP is not the protagonist of those they're not the good guys right <laughs> listen it does because omnicore puts crime into the street to oh. to lower the the value of everything so that they can buy the entire city put out everyone who lives there no, make their own mechanized like, police cheap look detroit is now dirt cheap like if i get a couple billion i can buy detroit and then I can make my utopia. Yeah. How are you going to do that, though? The only way you can do that is to displace everyone who already lives there. Yeah, by buying just, by buying, the, buying them out. Well, just start a tech company in Nevada, and you will be able to create your own local government. That is going to be a law. All right. Uh, guys, <laughs> I'll be uh, seeing you in about six months. Yeah. Thank you very much. Don't go to Michigan. Yeah. Go to, go to Nevada. Um. Strippers are there. They're prettier, too. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, no, this movie is awesome, and it did kind of spark my uh, my slowly growing megalomaniac ideology, if you will, to take over the world. So you can thank Robocop, Michael, for that. Uh, <laughs> Dylan? You would have to be literally a psychopath to take that out of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, this movie's great. I love that Omnicore. I love how they I love how they're pumping drugs into people and killing. Did I them. Say, wait, wait, Michael, Michael, did yeah, I yeah. say that it, I was pro Omnicore? I said that uh, it was. It sure the fuck sounds like you're pro no, Omnicore. It, was, it, it, it populated in my mind that, oh, if an if a company can buy a city, then maybe an individual could buy a city. And that's all I said. I never said the way they bought the city was good. You assumed because you look at me as an evil bastard because I, I like money. <laughs> I do. Amoral, maybe not evil. Okay. No, well, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards evil. You're, uh, thankfully, uh, you still think of me as, as amoral, and thank you very much for that. But Michael, I I never said Omnicore was good. I never said their methods was good. I said the fact that they bought a city was interesting to me because it shows that it's a possibility in the future that I may be able to rule a city like a, a, my own fiefdom, if you will. That's and I can rule it however it, I want. It Socialist still sounds city. evil. You're talking about ruling a fiefdom. That sounds evil. 
there's been great good leaders and there have been horrible leaders, you know? I, how do you know I'm going to be a horrible leader? You like money too much. So if you had enough money to buy a city, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Do you? Did you ever hear that? If you have absolute power, power... Who said I want absolute power? You did. You said you wanted to rule a fiefdom. Yeah, I want to rule, but I can still look at the Queen of England. She doesn't rule anything, and she still owns a fiefdom. Dylan, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, I love Paul Verhoeven. I think this movie is a work of movie making. Like it is, like you said, beat, 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 end. It is. There's. I didn't feel a point. Normally in these movies, there's a there's a drag moment at like the lat, latter half of the second act. Not this one. You get act. You get intro. Action, tragedy, action, action, tragedy, action to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. with some with some resolution at the end. I do think the ending is a little abrupt. I like it. First impression: it was too violent and too explicitly sexual. Hard R rated, too sexually explicit. Um, sexually I see- explicit. <laughs> I I'm having a hard time with. We have now watched two Verhoeven movies on the show, and both of them have co-ed changing rooms or showers. Showers. Yes. So I kind of see. I that see where that can come seen. from. Yeah. But there's. I depend think, yeah. on where you are in the world too. Like you have to remember, we don't know the, where. Yeah. The, I think the, that's Verhoeven's particular brand of sci-fi: a future where tits sexual, don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To put it in Phil's terminology, Phil's yeah. <laughs> colloquialism terms of the the, the yeah. everyday man. Um, and this matter. has this has considerably less nudity than Starship Troopers yes. does. I think yeah. there's one girl who you see her boobs for like mm-hmm. two seconds before she puts pan. her chest plate on. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I mean, there's no there's there's but the yeah, foiled it's... rape scene, which oh never gets. There's never no gets very yeah. far. There's no nudity in that. Um, it could be, yeah, I, as like far as implied, like, so I could see that being like this rape is a, a rape is implied or is about to happen. That could be depending on where you're, you are in the world. You have to remember, like, for North America, it's like seeing two tits for two seconds, nothing in Europe. It's like, wait, why is there not more tits? Um, because they're so <laughs> used to it, but a cocaine sex scene, okay, it's, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, was... I, I can see where he's going. Yeah, okay. He's. I, I got shit on that. Let's let's just. Yeah, it is. It's. It, it's... I, I suppose it's explicit, but I don't remember there being any like. By today's yeah, there's, 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 there's definitely no nudity in that, but it is actually more explicit than. Yes. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Um, because um, he does and... do cocaine off of her cleavage. That's true. <laughs> um, and... Isn't that the dream though? I mean, yeah. Um, but it, I will agree. This is violent. This movie is violent, oh, yeah. and I like it. Um, oh, absolutely! Unapologetically love how much gore and violence this movie has, and I think it's at the height of the '80s, like violence in movies. And they, they at one point it just gets over, it goes over the top, and then you get the '90s version. But like this movie is just at that pinnacle. It's just the right amount. Yeah. That it's, it's tasteful enough that it's not okay. This is grotesque, but it's still grotesque enough that you're like, I I enjoy it and I don't want it anymore. You know, I like mean, it, it fulfills you. It does have the grotesqueness of um, Emil's Emil's death, 
Emil's death is and then getting gruesome. hit by a car and exploding across yeah. its windshield. Um, which apparently, according to Wikipedia, was the highest tested death in the movie among test audiences. Um, what the hell does that even mean? It means test audiences liked it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it shows how twisted of a society we are. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, mean again, yeah, and this was also. Too. Yeah, this was 1987. So, like you said, the height of you know, this was when Stallone was was doing his Stallone you know Cobra. Yeah. You know, he was doing Cobra and and uh, you yeah. know probably a third Rambo, Rambo movie or something. Yeah. You know, Schwarzenegger was doing Commando. I watched re I rewatched Commando recently. That thing was way more violent than I remembered it being. Shit in the 80s was way violent compared yeah, to today's it's standards. Really, really violent. Like. Yeah. When I was a kid, there were two um, action scenes that sort of scarred me. And one of them was Peter Weller's death in this. Um, when they blow his, oh, yeah. his hand off and, and then they just like pump him full of lead and he's like, his arm is off and, you know, he's just like. Yeah, he's in shock. Yeah. And then uh, Kurtwood Smith just comes and blows his brains out uh yeah that's ed 209 killing the board remember yeah when i was a kid again There's because that there, there, i, I don't ahead. think anyone has ever had more squibs on them than that guy than that actor in that Poor guy, like they take it off it actually looks like he's been shot 20 times you know he's yeah like, michael have i'm you sorry seen we have to version? do it again <laughs> michael have you seen the extended version of this movie the x-rated one um, I I watched the unrated one. Yeah, there's yeah. the extended version of that scene where it continues shooting him as he's on the table. Yeah. Um, and I get why they cut it out because that reaches. I mean, this movie is a satire. Can we we yeah. can agree on that. This, yeah. is, this yeah. movie is a satire. That reaches comedic levels of gore, <laughs> whereas right now the movie is plays itself very straight. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't. I mean, everything's a little exaggerated, but it never. It Everything's ever, a little exaggerated is an understatement. <laughs> it doesn't ever turn to the camera and wink. That, it does not do that. It no, but if that it, it did that extended blowing the shit out of the guy's body for it. That was the moment they were winking at the audience, yeah. going "Ha ha!" Yeah, but every every single one of these characters, like like Clarence Bodiger, is like the epitome of you know. That's Open like, America. like no. scabs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, clear. Uh, I mean, OCP was corporate America in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, OCP was, and you know the police force. I was. I actually remembered the police force being a little bit shittier than it was. the The cops weren't the bad guys in this. It no. was. It was the fact that OCP was privatizing the police and. Which we you already know, kind of see today. Yeah, we do kind of see it. Yeah, I, some of that stuff. He'll be back. Yeah, um, I, I was just very confused for a second. I was like, "Huh? Can I do something some, again?" Some of that stuff is not. I'm not for a big government, but I am for the government running certain things, like the police, prison systems, and shit like that. Should never be privatized because for profit police officers this is what you're gonna get like that that's just 
what's going to happen because that's what happens when they privatize anything mm-hmm. um, because you want the, the maximum amount of profit. So without getting too political on the real boys, um, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't want Omnicore running the police. Uh, that's when you so get that's when you know that's when you get <laughs> ed 209s you know blowing away anybody who's you know jaywalking down the street yeah um so luckily they because of uh henry ford <laughs> luckily um we got miguel ferreira uh picking a good cop to be his prototype or I guess he didn't pick him. He just got lucky in that <laughs> a good cop. You know, was the one, good cop got taken out, you know? Yeah. Who was, who was the one. So he still had, you know, I think just the fact that he had just that little bit of humanity in him was what helped him. Oh, let me check. Oh, hmm. well, yeah, no, um, it's an interesting, like, intersection of events because it's like <coughs> perfect timing their security robot fails no that's not better phil i couldn't hear you at all yeah no now you're <laughs> completely silent which might be better Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> half a second half of them like oh they're fucking with me are they i don't know <laughs> and then i'm like wait no they heard me fuck <laughs> god damn you assholes But the order of events that leads into Murphy becoming RoboCop is convenient, Mm -hmm. but it's convenient in a way that makes sense. Like you've got Boddicker shooting shit up. You've got OCP desperately trying for all this stuff to like pop off. Um, I didn't really have a huge, I didn't have an issue saying, yeah, convenient. Yeah, it's definitely convenient, but we also, you know, already established the fact that there is, you know, this is an entire city. And as far as we can tell, this is the only police force that they have. And they're, you know, Boddicker is responsible for 31 cops deaths, um, as they say earlier in the movie. So he's taken out cops left and right. Yeah. Um, so the police force is shrinking and nobody wants to be I out there be because of how cop. dangerous <laughs> it is. So so we do have a depleted police force you know the backup's going to take forever to get there because they have you know so much shit to take care of and you're also and not then, hiring the best people who are coming because you're just trying to fill the ranks so you get the worst of the worst to come on yeah so you have a hot shot in uh nancy allen uh and a new guy trying to prove you know his worth to this police station um they get to the hideout and they're like, well, we can't let these guys go because they're hot shots. So they want to do it themselves. Um, even though <laughs> Nancy Allen gets, <laughs> hey, Tina, <laughs> even though Nancy Allen gets taken out very stupidly. <laughs> like, uh, you're we, muted. You're muted. Cool. Okay. There we go. It's some pretty um, kind of standard misogyny for the time where it's like huh woman can't help looking yeah yeah it's a it's a product of its time yeah in the same you know in the same way that some other movies are that we've watched yeah it just it seems like she wouldn't have been doing that but whatever (laughs) she probably like 
I think they should have went in guns blazing, but then the movie wouldn't have happened. So that would have been the tragedy is if this movie didn't happen. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So Nancy Allen, I, I, I'm going to be talking in, um, you I'm going to be talking in actor names a lot oh, instead of, of character names. Uh, so Nancy Allen gets taken out uh, and then uh, Peter Weller comes in and he thinks that he's going to, you know, get these two guys. He thinks he just has what? Who's there? Um, Emil and Spotiker. Oh, no, he doesn't know everybody. There. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Emil. And I think Ray Wise are there. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, it's. People are there. Can we move on? Yeah. So there's just two. There's just two there. So he thinks he's going to, you know, take them out. He shoots the one guy in the legs. Uh, Clarence thinks he's, or Clarence, uh, Emil thinks he's going to get the drop on him. Then the whole gang shows up. Uh, They blow him away. You see a scene where he's getting rescued. You know, he's getting put in the helicopter. They can't Mm -hmm. save him. So they turn him over to um, Omnicore to get turned into RoboCop. Um, we see a little bit of, you know, him. There's a little, like sort of a montage of him waking up. Yeah. Just to show time passing, to show that a lot of time has passed. It's, um, it's my favorite sequence in the movie, I think. Um, because it's, it's a great way to portray passing of time without making it feel like you are doing a montage where yeah. he, his mind wakes up every once in a while. And it's Happy New Year, and they're treating it like they have just been working on a science experiment, and they're treating oh, yeah. it like a toy. They are doing nothing <laughs> but working on this project yeah. for, for months. Yeah. Um, and then you see they finally get, you know, they finally get it working. And then, oh man, the the way that the cops react to RoboCop when he's like walking through the station, everybody's like little kids when like an actual police officer comes to their kindergarten class for like <laughs> everybody's like looking out the window, trying to, to see what he's going to do. Um, you know, they close the door on him. This is a private thing. Um, you know, and then they, the, they have the, uh, shooting range scene where everybody's shooting, doing a fine job, whatever. And then you just see RoboCop's gun just sticking out <laughs> and you see that awesome thing. Just like, tearing this yes tearing this thing to shreds and it's like it's like man you know (laughs) this is this might be (laughs) cop propaganda (laughs) like everything of the 80s (laughs) i don't know that this is cop propaganda i think this is outside (laughs) that era of commentary i think this is more a societal thing yeah. Because the cops are not in 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 the establishment of being cops. They're not super active characters. They exist mostly to be like Boddicker, Murphy, RoboCop, Boddicker. Like yeah. they mostly just respond to people showing up. And the only cops who do anything are Murphy slash RoboCop and Joan Allen from Nancy Face Allen. Off. Right? Joan Nancy Allen Allen. from Face Off. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um but it i don't think it has much of a statement on like law enforcement no beyond, it's, it's don't it's, let money get involved in establishing law enforcement yeah because yeah. there is yeah and then there's the scene well 
I, I don't think, I mean, the action scenes where RoboCop is doing his thing are awesome. Like that first time you see him, the convenience store is getting robbed. You hear the thunk, the thunk, the thunk of his footsteps. Yeah. And then he just, he just tears this guy up. Um, you know, the guy's shooting at him. The bullets are just bouncing off of him, not even making scratches on him. Um, very cool. He destroys that, that bodega. But, yeah. But the, the owners don't seem to care. They'll clean it up. It's better than, you know, getting robbed and killed like they probably would have otherwise. Um, and then we go right to that next action sequence, which is the woman getting chased down the alley by the two guys. Um, and then once again, he sees it. He's there. You know, he it's picks a montage her up, puts, of him being a badass and yeah. action scenes. It's a was less of a montage than even I remembered. Cause I do yeah. watch this movie fairly regularly, but it's just those two action sequences. Yeah. Um, but you know, he picks her up, puts the knife to his chest. Uh, Robocop shoots through her skirt, shoots him right in the dick and God, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. And the woman like looks down and she's like, yeah, oh! <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, so then we see more Boddicker um, trying to trying to buy some drugs from I don't know where this guy comes from. Uh, <laughs> he's just a he's just a drug manufacturer. Yes. It, it doesn't the... seem like he's new in town, but it does seem like this is somehow the first time that um, Boddicker is the, the going to dads, talk to him. the dads with their mustaches and polo shirts. Yeah. It's they look like dads, yeah. And they're they're putting the cocaine into like weird vials, like yeah. they're putting it into a hopper. It's sort of getting everywhere. And I'm like, I don't think this is how cocaine production goes because a lot of it is just going in the air and on the floor. <laughs> like, it seems like a huge waste. Not that I know anything about cocaine uh world, but yeah, no, it's not done like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's it's. I've watched like Narcos a few times, so yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Um, RoboCop comes in and busts up the place. This is maybe the best action sequence in the movie because there's just he's just going to town on these guys. <laughs> They're all shooting at him, and he's just taking them out left and right. Uh, Boddicker you know, sort of flips on uh, Dick Dick Wolf? No. No, dun, not dun. Dick Wolf. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I didn't think he was in this dun-dun. Global law and order. Uh, yeah, so he flips on Dick. Dick um, and that... Dick Jones. Dick Jones. And that sucks for him. What an 80s name. <laughs> He had only two so, options, either acting or porn, and he decided to go with acting. Good choice. <laughs> uh, are you talking about Dick Wolf? Dick Jones, you moron. Dick Jones is a character name. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Uh, well, so Dick anyway. Jones is played by a man named Ronnie Cox, so <laughs> that's not a joke. That's really his name. So, I mean, Phil was correct in a roundabout way 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Boom. Points to the mogul. I win this round, Michael. I'll give you me. I'll give you points for that, even though it was accidental. Oh man. It's, it's the story of my life. Uh, <laughs> well, how did you get uh, here? Yeah. I have no idea. So we find out um Boddicker goes to uh Miguel Ferreira's apartment because he has to he has to take out a bunch of people to get back into Dick Jones's good graces. And uh, I think this scene in Miguel Ferreira's uh, apartment is maybe my favorite scene because we do get these are two prostitutes um, from what were, you know, two sex workers from what we know. Um, they're just doing blow. He is a big shot at this company now. And, you know, he started the whole Robocop thing. Miguel Ferreira plays a great likable scumbag um (laughs) so like me you're a a little bit sad when um (laughs) when clarence boddicker comes in um he shoots him up in the legs Mm -hmm. he he has the great line bitches leave uh they run away he lets them go what a great guy clarence boddicker is um (laughs) uh, so yeah so he shoots up um Miguel Ferreira's legs uh, plays this video for him. Uh, it's Dick Jones. Sorry, pal, you fucked with the wrong guy. Uh, he puts a <laughs> grenade down on his table. Miguel Ferreira tries to get to it, but mm-hmm. it is too late for him. He gets blown up. Um, so then we have to, then we get Robocop. I might be skipping some things. These these just seem like the important yeah. points. Uh, Robocop Whatever coming back up. Whatever you decide is important, Michael, is what we're going to discuss because it's your movie. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> so Robocop goes up to Dick Jones's office. Reverse psychology. <laughs> he tries to arrest him. Uh, you find out that there's a protocol on Robo on the Robocop thing. He can't arrest Omnicore. And that's, again, the dangers of privatizing shit like that. (laughs) Like the people who are high ranking officials in this thing can get away with anything because Mm -hmm. the super cop can't arrest them. Government already already allows it. (laughs) Look at your government. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Wait, I'm not what was that? On this, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> just say, I'm just pointing out how reality and film are kind of like similar at this point, but going on. Yes. So we get Ed 209 and now we see that thing is serious because that thing blows RoboCop to shit. Gives him a hard um, time. Yeah. <laughs> but also hilarious because RoboCop falls down the steps and Ed 209 can not follow him down the steps because it doesn't know how to do steps kind of Thanks, stupid Boston dynamics for solving that issue uh, <laughs> it's it's a like really it. weird thing but then we do get he falls down the steps he's upside down like a turtle yeah just making the worst noise you've ever heard i guess i had always assumed that was it's like servos whirring and not screaming is it supposed oh. to be screaming? I don't know. I think it's, it's supposed just... to. It's it's servos going, but it's supposed to be taken as this is its cre- this creature All is right. screaming. Yeah, whatever whatever yeah. is going on, it sounds horrible. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so luckily, that's well, not the last we see of Ed two hundred nine in the movie, but 
the last we see of of any in any real capacity. So RoboCop gets down to the parking garage where all of the cops apparently they have nothing better to do because it looks like the entire station um, is there and all they're there to do is finish the job. You know, if if RoboCop gets down into the parking garage, they have to take him out. Um, so they do that. <laughs> They do a pretty damn good job of it. They have those military grade weapons that we see later in the movie. Um, and they're just taking RoboCop out. Um, but Nancy Allen knows that he's Murphy from earlier. So uh, she puts him in the backseat of the car, drives him out of there, goes back to the bad guys hideout for some reason or other. Because it's the last place people will look for them. I guess. I think just... she had, because Terrence Boddicker had gotten turned in. Yeah. At that point. So I'm assuming that she was like, they're probably not there. Okay. Um. I, I mean, whatever. It's a great, yeah. like, I love that set piece. It's yeah. it's so cool looking. Every Everywhere that they are in that place, including that, that establishing shot where mm-hmm. they pull in awesome looking um so now we have robocop sort of fixing himself as best as he can um they know that the final fight is is just about countdown we're gonna get demonetized (laughs) if we haven't already for uh this thing in the back (laughs) oh that's fair yeah so we have um yeah so you guys can stop me at any point. No, I'm and enjoying just, like, you. Talk uh, about. I I just really like this movie. Like I'm on board with whatever you're like. <laughs> this is a hard one for me to kind of discuss because you're saying these, and I'm like, yeah, that was. That's great. a great point. Like I you're bringing. Like this movie works. has no points to be pissed off about. Like yes, is it a product of his of its time? Yes. Are there faults with it? Yes. But those faults, do they are they hard enough to be worried or care about? No, they're not. You know, it's it's not enough to take away from the enjoyment of this movie. Um, there's nothing like you know with like Clockwork Orange, Michael's yeah. uh, top five yep. movie. You know, which is horrible <laughs> movie. It, um, it is, and I'm sorry, and I've said it publicly many times (laughs) but like when we look at this movie yeah are there things that could be better yes but at the time that's the best they had there's nothing wrong with it the characters are perfectly cast you know the action sequence are just beautifully done and shot and you're entertained throughout the whole thing there's nothing to really critique on this movie like this is a movie that is if you are a child of the 80s you love because it's so just it just screams the 80s you remember the craziness of the 80s and the visionary bullshit that they were selling us like this just screams it i'm having a hard time making this a product of its time because i'm not hearing a lot of the stuff you know it that, by this so what i mean is at the time, people were worried about corporate greed, corporate taking over and all that. So this movie, if you look at it from a sociological look, they're making this statement, this is what's going to happen if we allow it. So this is what the future could bring us if we allow it to happen. Yeah, so and that's then we didn't vision. listen to these. And then we didn't listen, listen. to these types of movies and we no. get what's going on now. <laughs> so that's so why yeah, you I, need less money people in hollywood and more you know sociologists and you know 
creative people. Yeah. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. Like, like I said, there are some, a lot of my perfect movies are like eighties and nineties movies, but they go sort of against the grain of what a lot of things in the eighties and nineties were doing. Um, this like this ghost, but like ghostbusters, you know, we have a lot of stuff back to the future is, is sort of one of them, um, where we're doing something different where this, there's no slurs in this. Um, is, is there not one? I, I think there's one, but it's also by one of Boddicker's, one of Boddicker's thugs. Yeah. By one. Of, so I've said, I've said this before as well, you know, make your villains say shit as much as they want. You know, that's what makes Very them well done, yeah. scummier. Um, it's just, I, I have a problem with it when it's, you know, the people who were, were trying to make our antagonists when they're saying it like Bill and Ted, but that's There's besides that the point. Yeah. In both of the movies. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, but whatever. Robocop is fixing himself up. He's got himself at least working so he can, he can do the thing. And this this final se- this final sequence where he is not final sequence, but like the this is the big ultimate piece that we're coming up with. Um, and it, I mean, w- there's a little bit of setup where Boddicker comes out of prison. Uh, Dick Jones gave him these weird, like sniper rifle things with exploding ammunition and to show that these guys can do whatever they want. They're just shooting them out in the middle of the street, just blowing up cars, you know, blowing out (laughs) at one point. um, Emil blows out the window of a thing and just like turns up the TV so he can hear what he's watching, Mm -hmm. which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) Um, And then we go, we go back to the steel mill or whatever that place is supposed to be for, for our big sequence where RoboCop gets to take out all the bad guys one by one. And it is glorious fellas. What besides Emil's death, what is your favorite death? Ray wise in the crane, in the crane booth. I love someone getting blown up with an explosion. that's way too big. Oh, he gets blown up so good in that. (laughs) Yeah. I would, have to say Murphy's at the beginning when he be, be, kind of dies to become RoboCop like that death it just is like sets the tone for the whole movie okay I mean yeah that's a great one but you weren't listening to me because I asked what was your favorite death besides Emil's death in this sequence <laughs> oh Oh, they're all good. I, I like, I don't have a favorite death scene like that. That's not how I look at a movie. So, okay. All right. Okay. Um, I think my least favorite death in this is Boddicker's. I think it's a little bit lame. He just uses that spike that he uses to hack into the computers and just gets his neck. Like I'm, you know, I'm fine with a data knife kill. Like, yeah, it's it, a you see it early in the movie when he's searching up his own murder and and my immediate thought and i've seen this movie before but i always was like that's a weird like yeah port. like it's, it's, it's it is very weird it is a it's an ice pick on his wrist yeah and then you know it it it's very clearly set up to be that way so he can stab him in the neck 
Yeah. My only criticism of that death scene is that you don't. It does a few cuts to hide the actual stab. Like he stabs yeah. blood, cut the yeah. particle with his hand already over it, which yeah, is fine. And, it's, and it is splurting but, hilariously. <laughs> but with this movie, I would have expected a more like gladiator style yeah. shot of the knife, like yeah, like at least in it. shot here going right through and coming yeah. out the back. Yeah, because it it just seems weird. Like the death is fine. Yeah, but yeah. not for this is sort of your this is like your final boss of this game of this game of this movie. Um, I just I wanted because we did get somebody drive into some toxic waste, have his skin melting off of his body and then get absolutely exploded by a, a fast moving car like. And that's for Emil, which mm-hmm. who cares? He's I guess. Boddicker's number two, sort of, but I also think yeah. Ray Wise is his number two. So Emil's sort of his number three. Why does he get the best death scene in the movie? He's the one who has kind of the most um like negative character development. Like he's the one who interacts with Robocop the most. He's the guy who Robocop holds up at the start. He's the guy who he interacts with at the gas station and escapes. Mm-hmm. And he's the first one to recognize that RoboCop is Murphy when he says, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. He's like, we killed you. So you have that kind of more antagonist buildup on Emil, even though his boss is the bad guy of the movie. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah. That's one of the best action sequences from, from the time that Boddicker's gang shows up to, you know, uh, Nancy Allen saying, Murphy, I'm a mess. And then, you know, that's sort of the end of that sequence and end of the sequence. We don't get any bullshit after that. Um, we, we get RoboCop <laughs> showing up to OCP headquarters and we see an explosion and then we see Ed 209's legs. <laughs> in the shot like he's gonna stop him and then he takes a couple more steps and you see that he just blew the entire top off of that thing yeah (laughs) the legs fall over and he's just in the elevator you know getting up to this board meeting um he plays the the thing of dick jones saying you know i killed all these people he gets fired uh Robo so Robocop can do something about him, shoots him out the window. What's your name, officer? Murphy. Credits. Perfect. We've got the old man realizing that Robocop can't shoot Robocop's like, I cannot shoot an employee of this enterprise. And then the old man is like, Dick, you're fired. And Robocop <laughs> goes, Thank you, and blows him away. And yeah. Morton's friend like turns to him and he's like, just gives robocop the thumb up and then and then the movie's over yep i would i do say i do think i would have liked a little more closure on i'm gonna call her joan allen i know it's not her (laughs) on 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 her character because the last thing you see of her is murph i'm i'm beat up pretty i'm in bad shape or something and he's like well i always fix things right it's like i don't know if they would say fixing things right happened in your case but (laughs) All right. And then you don't see her for the rest of the movie. I don't, I mean, I don't know what you would have done to maintain the pace, but yeah, 
have have it's, him have him call over some like EMT people from the front of the corporate building. Maybe they're there for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, she shows up in the sequel, so she is fine. <laughs> I thought so, they, yeah, they, they could have made her like I thought because she was so f messed up they could have been like we could make her into another Robocop like a second female Robocop that's kind of th my thought process when I saw it well I think once Miguel Ferreras gets blown up I think that I think that operation is over with I don't yeah, think they, they're doing the Robocop thing they anymore spawn, then Robocop has a very public attempt at arresting the head of the company and gets shot up by the police. There's yeah. Yeah. Which is he, all, he has all operated. That was all coordinated by uh, uh, Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing here is, is we have, we control everything. OCP yeah. controls absolutely everything. They control, you know, the media, they control what you're seeing. They control the crime in the town because he does say you know we got two million workers coming in they're going to need drugs they're going to need prostitution they're going to need this and that and it's all up to Boddicker so you know OCP is is making the crime and they're making the things to stop the crime um, and it's it's a horrible it's mm -hmm. a horrible situation that that they have everyone in Detroit because they made Detroit a shithole so that they could take over essentially. Um, hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> not, I'm not saying anything against Detroit. I love Detroit, but PBC. We're talking about PBC. We're talking about uh, Phil Bettercourse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not bringing anything <laughs> like, illegal into any country, state, or province. Phil, do you have an, what do you think of the uh, idea that cocaine is a rich person drug? It's not. It's actually pretty. It's one of the cheapest drugs to make. Well, yes, to but make <laughs> lobster. Lobster used to be a poor person's food. So, yeah, it, it's it's it. What it is is when you start doing the drugs and all that and you need the you're chasing the high because the the original drug doesn't give you and then you hear about the the shittier drugs like crack and all that that gives you apparently a bigger high a better high so yeah you start rich because you're doing cocaine but then you end up doing the shit drugs because you're all chasing right. the high so yes technically yes but it's actually one of the cheapest drugs to manufacture and make because it takes next to nothing to create it and the only reason i know this is because of narcos if you say so um <laughs> No, I. <laughs> I just I can really like the fifth, movie. right? I can do that, right? I can do this. Do you have it's a, fifth a little too late for that. No, we uh, we don't even have um, Miranda rights. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, and that's where I mean, a lot of Canadians get fucked up because <laughs> they watch yeah. American and they think we have the Miranda rights, so they start talking to the cops, and the cops are like, "Yes, continue." Oh, you were saying, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. I'll say it now. Don't talk to the cops without a lawyer present in any circumstances whatsoever. I'm Car gonna, accident. Yeah. I'm going to say, bender, don't bender. talk to the cops ever, cool. period. Well, sometimes you have to. Um, so, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's RoboCop. I, I, I really have nothing to say about this besides what's your Mike. Um, what's the worst part of this movie? <sighs> I have it. 
the shot of Jones falling out of the building at the end where he superimposed over the back. Oh, those arms. <laughs> the arms on Dick Jones oh. when he's falling out of the building are hilariously long. Um, no, I just think if if one part drags even just a little bit, it's the it's the scene where Robocop is uh, hurt and he's sort of fixing himself up. That might be a little bit too long, but it's not long enough to call it. So I would say the worst part of the movie, even though this might be the kid in me talking because I love the way Robocop looks. I think mm. he looks so cool. So when he takes that, that top helmet off, and it's just sort of Murphy's face stretched over. I don't like to see that. <laughs> I love it. It looks so awesome. Like it, oh, so gory look, like not gory looking, but like gruesome looking. Yeah. As, as an adult, I've learned to appreciate it, but that kid in me who saw this movie the first time when he was 12, you know, just wants to look at fucking RoboCop with the with the gun in his leg and you know the whole shit on. So seeing him, you know, be vulnerable again, that's probably the kid in me. I don't like that. I understand why it has to be for the movie, but yeah. um, that it's my it's always been my least favorite part of the movie. Um, but I don't think it's a bad part. Like I. It's the just your no. It's your least favorite part of the it's movie. It's my least fine. favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But that's all I was asking. God. But God, yeah. Other than don't that, need to be defensive. Jeez. I'm I'm not being defensive. You're, I'm just you're saying, attacking me, sir. Oh you're attacking me, Philip. <laughs> oh God, no! Please, never do that, Philip K. Better. You stop it now. <laughs> go to your room. <laughs> you may be as old as Christ, but you're not my father. God. <laughs> All right, so that's um, the perfect masterpiece uh, from 1987. Oh, I, I have a spoiler warning for you guys. My next three movies, I think, oh, are shit. all perfect. So I, I mean, sorry, wait, what? They're getting, they're getting tens. tens this one across. gets, this one gets bonus points. Um, no, so it'll bring Phil's that. up to a ten. Um, <laughs> well, the next one you have for us is a mini series about oil right it is not that long it's no dances with wolves it also it, doesn't is feel it like it's there two will hours be blood because if it's there will be blood it's going to be eight hours long it is there will be blood it's less than oh, three Jesus hours God. and it feels like an hour and a half no Bob it feels Sanderson like 18 hours master. of getting your nails pulled out of it no 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 Why no, would no. You, do, you you complain about my movie being horrible at number two your it's a torture fest your movie all I'm gonna say is that the last my number my top three, two, and one are combined a shorter runtime than Michael's number two pick. There you go, Michael. That's that how bad cannot it is. possibly be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to. I, I would. I, I'm not gonna doubt Dylan. Dylan is the, the smart man. The longest the longest runtime we already watched of any movie on this list. We've already watched it. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So I will say. That my number two movie it's is the second longest than Dances with Wolves. Is the second longest movie on our lists. It might be. You just, but it why do you punish us like this? What, what did we do to you? Have you ever watched There Will Be Blood? Yes. It's wonderful. No. You you made us watch The Departed for four and a half hours. 
Listen. I like the departed. There you go. No one it's likes fun. there will be blood. No one That's likes. not true. <laughs> it's a horrible movie. That's absolutely not true. It's not one of my favorite movies. Look, you I'm can't, not. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Day Lewis. It's but I love Daniel not, Day Lewis. I love Daniel Day Lewis in nearly everything last uh, yeah. the last Mohi uh, and last he's in ninety eight percent of the scenes in there. It's be just blood. it's just I it's the I I can't. It's a movie that was just like I I've seen it. Okay, good. It's like Titanic. I'm never watching Titanic again. I've never I'm, seen Titanic. It's fine. I've never you, seen it. You, you, you're only missing Kate Winslet boobs. That's it. That's the only. Part I've of seen the movie. that. And then you're fine. You don't have to worry about anything. That's the movie. <laughs> it's the whole fucking movie. For any man, that's the movie. Like you're, you're going to watch this movie, and you're like, "Thank God." The reason I hate it. Oh no, I'm a person big... who breaks their back on the propeller when he falls off. Oh, that, oh yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a, there's a few <laughs> I've, cool. Death I've seen scenes. that too on YouTube. I'm a big fan of Billy Zane. So yeah, like, is, is awesome. <laughs> we should bring him back. We should try and let's get him bring on. back Billy Zane. Show. Let's bring him on. Oh, I would love that. Musical guest for the real boys, Billy Zane. I have so many questions about like Demon Knight and uh he no, was also not... on Twin Peaks. <laughs> First and only interview that we'll ever have, Michael ruins it by asking about Twin Peaks. Yeah. I bet he would love to talk about his time on Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> uh so Robocop. Um, I where think we, where we I think we got through the movie um, yeah. sufficiently suffocified. Yeah, where, Mike. Uh, so who's who wants to give the reels first? I mean, I, I am. okay. Dylan. Dylan surprised uh, himself by putting. He's like, holy shit! I'm going first. I just, okay. I just clicked the embiggen button, and I was the first one to pop up. Um, are we doing reels and goodbyes at the same time? I guess so. Yeah, cool. let's do. Yeah, uh, sure. and. And tell everybody what's coming up next Monday because uh, I yes. don't remember. <laughs> uh, In his so, old age. Well, hi. So first, let's get into next. Uh, we're, you're listening to The Real Boys. We're, yeah, we're going to do it in whatever order I want. You're listening <laughs> to The Real Boys. Uh, this has been us talking about RoboCop. Next uh, Monday, we are going to be talking about Unbreakable, uh, which is Zach's number three movie. Uh, we might be shifting that around depending on availability. Uh, but you can hear some of us this Friday talk about the best John Waters film that he didn't direct, The Greasy Strangler, uh, which The Real Wheel decided for us. Um, it's going to be gross, I'm sure. It's going to be real gross. It's going to be gross. I'm going to need a link to that, or maybe not. I don't know. It's on know. Amazon. Yeah, well, I'm Amazon in Prime. Canada. I'm in Canada, so we may not have it. Oh, right. Uh, corporate sovereignty hasn't eclipsed national sovereignty yet. Okay. Um, we'll get <laughs> uh, it, we're you, getting um, there. We're waiting for have, the RoboCop to happen first. Surely you have a VPN. You can switch your thing to America. And, no, and... it's a lot of work. And I, well, as soon as he gets off, then I'll talk about a yeah. uh, VPN. <laughs> so anyway, you, uh, you can check us out. The Real Boys are one of the only podcasts not currently sponsored by a VPN company. Uh, <laughs> my name is Dylan. You can find me on some nobodies. Uh, we do Silicon Angels, Talking Upstream and Twitching Upstream. No time to binge on Saturdays. This upcoming week we're doing Into the Badlands, which is AMC's uh, kick-ass post-apocalyptic kung fu show. Um, and then otherwise we've got CYOP Appeal, where Zach edited all of my nonsense into a branch and storyline podcast. So you have to like find the episode at the end. We've got some other stuff going on. It's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, create your own podventure is... I love it. Cool. Uh, and you know, Michael's taste from RoboCop is better more often than not. Um, it's weird. 
I, I have weird taste and I'm sorry, but but CYOP is stop, stop, pretty stop. weird. All right, cool. <laughs> you heard it here uh, first-ish? Anyway, uh, I like RoboCop a lot. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 because um, I'm always hesitant to give out 10s. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a tick. Um, but it's a 9 out of 10 with a really strong recommendation. Uh, definitely watch this if you can find it. And uh, follow me at Vorpal Words on everything. I do a lot of like tabletop game stuff on there. That's all I've got. I'll bu- I'll be back on I don't know some show this week. Bye. <laughs> Poor Dylan, and like he's got so much going on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul, one of the eight hosts of the Real Boys, a top ten podcast in popularity, thanks to me, of course, and Chris Harvey. Um, but if you're interested in finding out more, learning more about me, and what how I can help you, you can listen to two of my other top 10 podcasts, the Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I interview entrepreneurs and learn about them and how they can help you become an entrepreneur yourself and get that financial freedom you're looking for. Or you can listen to me every Saturday on the Feel Better Show, where me and my buddy, the pop culture expert Aaron Talks Films, talk about movies and pop culture all the time. And then you'll have my daily podcast show, Investing Yourself, the podcast series. Uh, Michael, don't forget to shout out the other folks who aren't here if you want. Why so don't you I, do I'm, that, Phil? I don't know everybody. It's, have... only, it's only fun when we get to f- shout you out at the end because we make up your podcasts. I don't know if you <laughs> listen to this when you're not on. Yeah, I do. I, have... I catch the end. Yeah, you, you so come out with podcasts. I do. I have a lot. So we have Jerry and Blaze uh, from the Cloud Chronicles. DL Smokes from Oops Caught Me Smoking. You have uh, Zach Wiseman uh, from all the ones that Dylan said. Um, then you have, hold on, hold on. You have Justin Wallace from uh, Carpool Shenanigans animation anakins which i helped him uh start getting sponsorships with uh for that podcast then we have chris harvey from the chris and chris podcast am i missing anything michael did i get everybody Uh, this time i i think you got them sweet guys i thank you so much for watching us here at the real boys make sure you listen to michael because he's somewhat important being old and all and i thank you so much have a good night Hey everyone, I'm Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. New episodes every Tuesday. Um, I'm also on I Love This Terrible Game, which is every other Thursday. Um, No Time to Binge, which is Saturdays sometimes when we can get everybody together. Um, Generation Clash, which comes out every other Thursday. And coming up in October, I have a show, a daily five-minute show where i'm going to be reviewing um horror movies i'll put the list up of that on my twitter which is my neighbor m-i-c-h-1 um i think that's gonna do it my reels for robocop is 10 i mean i don't i don't really think there's a flaw in this movie um it it gets in it gets out it gives you what you want and uh phil gave it a seven he forgot uh but he gave it a seven i'm gonna give this three extra reels for the three people in it who are also in twin peaks so that brings phil's up to a 10 um (laughs) but in reality what we have is 26 out of 30 reels which is an 8.666 which i love to see um so basically a nine but somehow better um 
yeah, that's it. Uh, listen to us on The Real Boys every other Friday, every Monday, talking about these wonderful sometimes and terrible sometimes movies that these eight guys like. And we will see you next Monday. Bye.